Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Live Revolutionary Podcast, and I am your host, Vanessa Cruz. Listen, before we dig into today's topic, if you are dealing with anxiety, feeling like you dislike yourself, or feel overly sensitive about remarks made about you or your performance, make sure to check out episode 12 on anxiety, self-esteem, and identity. I kept it really real on that episode, so you don't want to miss it. So today we are going to talk about fighting temptations. Have you ever had something or someone continually pop up in your mind? Do you find it hard to stop thinking about that thing? And you know this is a struggle. It's more than just like a passing thought. It comes with like a strong urge and desire. You might even have dreams about that thing. I want to talk about temptations, what they are, and how we silence them. We're going to be talking about why we experience temptation. Listen, sometimes we don't always need to know the why behind things, but it does certainly help. And second, we're going to talk about how I can help you discover what kind of temptation you are experiencing. And then the third is how to engage in the war against temptation before it's outright sin. So before we dig in, I want you to know that you have all the tools and weapons you need to win this fight, to win this battle in Christ Jesus. And remember, this is not just a battle with your flesh, but with the enemy of your soul. He wants to take you out. The accuser doesn't want you to be faithful. Because when you are faithful, you are advancing the kingdom of God. He wants to steal and destroy your devotion. He doesn't want you to be faithful. He wants you to be shameful, which keeps you from being missional. He wants to deceive you into believing that God's power is fictional. Like you can never break this cycle. This is it. This is who you are. This is a part of your everyday life. That is a lie. So the first thing is we have to ask ourselves is why do we even, why is this a thing? Like, why do we experience temptation? So the short answer is because this is war. Let this quote comfort you. Satan doth not tempt God's children because they have sin in them, but because they have grace in them. Had they no grace, the devil would not disturb them. Though to be tempted is a trouble, yet to think why you are tempted is a comfort. Thomas Watson. In other words, one reason you are experiencing temptation is because you are a threat to the kingdom of darkness being able to advance. You might be thinking, little old me, little old me that just goes to church on Sunday, that just serves in the nursery, that just goes to church on Wednesday in prayer. Yes, Little OU, because little OU has a big eternal God living in you and is moving you. So another reason we experience temptation is because we are human. Matthew chapter 26, verse 41 says, Jesus said, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so there's this thing about temptation that when you experience it, it kind of like singles you out. It makes you feel like, 
man, am I the only one experiencing this right now? When you go to church and you look at everybody just praising God in victory and they just look like they're so on fire. When you are in a season of temptation, you might automatically feel as if you are a failure, as if you are failing, as if you are doing something wrong, as if it's not a normative thing to experience that you are being tempted. Like, why me? Is it because I'm weak? I want to comfort you. First Peter chapter five, verse eight through 11 says, listen, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And then check this out. There's a promise. He says, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. You are not alone. This kind of suffering you are experiencing, this kind of temptation, it's being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. So that's settled. It's normal to experience temptation, but how do you respond to it? And what actions do you take to even prevent it manifesting into outright sin? Well, I think the first thing is you have to just like recognize you're being tempted. And I know that seems like a no brainer. Like how could somebody not know they're being tempted? Like it's a thing because some of us are so used to obeying temptation. We don't even question it anymore. It's become a natural unchecked habit. Have any of you ended up in an app you didn't think about going into? Like you just went to your phone because I don't know, you needed to go look something up, find an email and refer to something. And it was just a natural, somehow you're on Facebook. Somehow you're 20 minutes in to being on Instagram. It happens to me all the time. And I'm like, dang it, I got fooled. Like, Darn it. I cannot believe 20 minutes. I went in there for one thing. It's, it's natural. It's a natural unchecked habit. Hello. We have to wake up. We don't even question anymore that we go home and just binge watch our nights away because it's, it's normative now in our culture. We don't question our shopping habits because it's so easy to hop on our phones and access, you know, our favorite shopping apps. See, the thing is, once you've obeyed temptation long enough, it feels natural. The conviction has been silenced and your spiritual sensitivity to be able to judge righteously in this area is now gone. So maybe this will help. Temptation feels like a draw or an urge or a nagging thought that is intrusive, meaning it keeps popping up into your mind unsolicited or a habit that you can't seem to break out of. It consumes your time and your energy. It also helps to know what you are being tempted to do. What is the urge telling you to do? Have you ever asked, dang it, what are you having me do? Why does this keep coming up in my mind? 
is the urge telling you to shop, to eat, to consume, to gratify? That's the lust of the flesh. Is it to look at something or someone? It's the lust of the eyes. Is it desiring credit, glory, or attention? That's the pride of life. Here's the next thing I want you to do. I want you to ask yourself, but why am I being tempted in that area? Because when you ask yourself the powerful why question, you are about to make a discovery. You are about to uncover a weak area and you better believe that the enemy will exploit it. See, oftentimes the enemy is more familiar with your weaknesses than you are. Is he omniscient? No, he, is, he does not know all things. Can he read your mind? No. Is he omnipresent? No, he is not everywhere. Is he omnipotent? No, he is not all powerful. But what he does have, what he and his fallen angels may have, is an objective perspective on your life that you don't have yet. You are too wrapped up. All of us are. We're all wrapped up living our lives. And sometimes we don't take that moment. We don't take some time. We don't take a seat and examine our lives. Sometimes we don't know how to reflect. And so he will use your weaknesses as bait to destroy your life, your ministry, your marriage, your purity, and consequently your confidence in God. So I want you to ask yourself, where are you most vulnerable to temptation? Is it at home, at work, in your community? Have you learned to recognize the deceptive nature of temptation and where it's most prevalent in your life? We have to identify our weaknesses. Get acquainted with your weaknesses. Sit down, have a chat. Sometimes I talk with saints who've been on a merry-go-round of temptation and sin. It's the same thing over and over again, and they are still falling for the same old dusty tricks of the enemy. For some, it's your spending. Why? Well, because it helps you cope and distract. Sure. But the root may come from growing up in poverty and you had to go without. For some, it's attention from a man or a woman. Why? Well, because it feels good to be wanted or keep loneliness at bay. Sure. But the root cause might be that abandonment you experienced from your mother or your father. See, James chapter one, verse 16 through 17 says, but each one is tempted when by his own evil desires, he is lured away and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it's full grown gives birth to death. James said by his own evil desires, he's lured away. He is enticed. What can lure you away? What can you be enticed by? Ask yourself that powerful why question. All right, so now after, so now you're aware, so now you are alert, you're being tempted, and you have identified your particular weakness or weaknesses, the next step is to confront. I have a lot to say about this. Because this confrontation is so key. Some of us are aware we are being tempted. We might even say, man, I really got to get a handle on this thing. 
We know our weaknesses. We know our time is being consumed by Fortnite. We know our evenings are consumed by Netflix. And we might even know that relationship, you know, that's just on the phone. It's just through text message. It's just through DMs. We might know all of those things are not the best choices. But deep down inside, you enjoy riding that fine line. But Proverbs chapter 6, verse 27 says, Can a man scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burned? Truthfully, y'all, some of us are just lazy. We don't want to fight for our purity, our holiness, or godliness, or righteousness. Oh, that's religious. We don't like those words. They're old, they're archaic, and irrelevant. No, my friend. They are eternal. The manifestation of salvation and the glory of the gospel, but they are ours to practice. 1 John chapter 2 verse 28 through 29 says this, and now little children abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. So to practice righteousness is to confront that which threatens it. You have to confront that desire or thought. And see, this is another thing. Some of us, we don't like confrontation. That's because most most of the time confrontation is passive aggressive. There is such a thing as healthy confrontation and members of the body of Christ are called to it, even confrontation with ourselves. The key is to confront, not distract. You cannot go on participating in the same behavior, right? And just hope it works itself out. That is unfortunately how most of us get through life. It's just like survival mode. It's you know, oh man, I don't want to worry about this right now. Let me jump on Instagram. I don't want to think about this right now. I just need to focus on making money. I don't want to have to believe God in prayer for this thing. It's too hard. I don't want to do this thing. So we just distract ourselves. But distraction is not a remedy. James chapter 4 Verse 7 says, you have to submit to God, yes, but also resist the enemy. So we sub- we can submit to God all day long. That's something that we, can, that we can easily do, I think. We just, yes, God, I'm submitted to you. My life is yours. But then there's this action piece of resisting the enemy. And resisting the enemy is not distraction. You have to get gangsta. Everyone has an inner thug and I don't care. Like it's the truth. This is what I believe. I I'm positive of it. Have you ever seen someone who is just as sweet as pie or as cool as a cucumber? And they just go one moment they you know, they're just in a conversation. They just go off and you're like, I never knew they could get like that. That's because someone touched on a soft spot. Your holiness and set apartedness should be a soft spot. 
when your purity or godliness is being threatened, you should go to DEFCON 1. This is global severity, y'all. This is the potential for nuclear war. You, everybody has got to get on deck. You are super vigilant and alert. Why? Because you are being engaged in battle. You are about to get punked by the enemy. Something is up. It needs to raise some flags. This is active warfare. You cannot relent or rest until you discern that you have overcome. This is a time of entering into strategic warfare. There is a time of peace, right? When the military continues to like man their bases, right? It doesn't, you know, even during a time of peace, you'll always find that people are, you know, getting, um, new orders to go to a, a different base, new assignments or whatever the case is, right? But there is a time to deploy special forces. When you feel like you are in the midst of temptation, it's time to deploy more active time in prayer. When your prayers are intentionally focused about the temptation. And in that, in those moments you have to resist the urge to pray about how, you know, you suck or, or what's wrong with me or just sitting with the worship music on and you're just thinking about the situation. Listen, that's not prayer. Prayer is praying the scripture about temptation. You pray for strength in the season. You pray for alertness to stay awake in the fight. You pray for the desire to keep your spirit fed well in the word. You pray for that way of escape that 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 says. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted... He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And you just don't pray about it once. You pray and war until that burning desire or hold on your thoughts has shifted. And this, this may not mean that the temptation does not arise again, but it does mean that the intensity is not moving you like it once was. For some temptations, I found it's helpful to fast. Yes, this practice has not died and the goal is not to lose weight. It's a time to subdue your flesh, meaning like tell your flesh to sit down and allow the Holy Spirit to do a cleansing work. Listen to this quote from St. Augustine. Fasting purifies the soul. It lifts up the mind and brings the body into subjection to the spirit. It makes the heart contrite and humble. It scatters the clouds of desire and puts out the flame of lust and enkindles the true light of chastity. Another thing that you want to deploy is your memorization of scripture. Listen, in this season, you have got to have the word at the forefront of your mind. Why? Just to say we did? No, it's your sword for the battle. Every time the temptation arises, instead of waiting for it to dissipate, you dismantle it. I'm a fan of Titus chapter 2, verse 11 through 12 for those seasons of temptation. It says, for the grace of God has appeared and it offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no 
to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. And so every time a temptation arises, every time a desire presents itself, you say no, because the grace of God teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. But you have to be listening for the temptation. You have to be alert enough. You have to be vigilant enough to know, oh, there it is again. You have to be thinking about what you're thinking. You have to be thinking about what you're feeling. And when you have discovered this is that temptation again, boom, you speak that word. It teaches the grace of God has come. It offers salvation. It teaches me to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. See, the word of God is like a fumigation. It's like pest control for your heart and mind. All right. So you also want to be, we got to be practical, right? We can't be trying to lose weight by going to the gym and putting in all this effort, but you keep hanging out with friends at Old Country Buffet. You know what I'm saying? Where are you? What are you allowing to feed your mind and your heart? You have to learn to create boundaries and those hedges of protection that can physically keep you from that temptation. Sometimes, y'all, the answer is flee. So listen, after hearing this, you might hear thoughts like, oh, well, I'm not, you know, it's not that bad. You know, what I'm experiencing is just whatever. Like, I'm going to be okay. It's not sin. Listen, don't bother trying to measure whether you have crossed that line into sin. The response is the same. You confront, you repent, which is just making a conscious decision to turn, and you fight. Don't believe the lie that you are stuck or the way out is too difficult. Depending on how long you've entertained this habit or uh, given into this desire, it may feel like there's no way out, but there is. You just have to be willing to make the hard choices and changes that lead to the end of your captivity. I'm going to leave you with this quote. Satan gives Adam an apple and takes away paradise. Therefore, in all temptations, let us consider not what he offers, but what we shall lose. Richard Sibbs. Well, that's all for now. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And remember to think, feel, and live revolutionary. Talk soon.